0: At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered
1: a rational thought. I'm doing everything I can. Now stop calling me Shirley. The center has to be at least three times bigger than this. All right, it's sincerely unqualified. If you're new with us, welcome. If not, thank you. Welcome back. We are going to be talking the nice guys today, which is honestly, I think it's pretty overlooked. Absolutely. I think yeah. it is too. I think that it needs more credit.
0: I I see that like it gets the ratings it deserves when people right. actually give it a chance.
1: I don't know why like it's Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. You would I don't think understand. that it has box office appeal, but Yeah. We'll we'll get into why that might be, exactly. we'll talk all of that, so this episode we are going to be doing a newer segment, I guess, it's kind of along the lines of last week's uh, This Week in Comedy, so we're going to be doing a recommendation, mm-hmm. it's just that it was this last year, it wasn't this <laughs> week, and then we're also, after talking this movie, we're going to be doing a new segment that we call Over Under, where Winnie is just going to be giving me things, I'm going to say if I think they're over or underrated. Rattling um, them off Yeah, and I can actually promise you <laughs> I don't know what he's doing Because we were just sitting in yeah. about five minutes of silence Before we started recording this A lot of, lot of thinking going on there A lot of thinking Why, going on A lot of lot
0: of careful practice You know, a lot of thought went into this A whole five minutes worth of like
1: Just pure concentration Yeah, yeah I, and the, I, the wheels were turning And I was, I was just kind of sitting there doing nothing I was Brainstorming, <laughs> brainstorming We are going to be doing a double Next episode, we are going to be doing a one movie that I think a lot of people like, and then a sequel. Yeah. Sequels don't really maybe that not, good. not so many like. Not not that a great.
0: Horrible bosses one and two.
1: Horrible bosses one and two. We are very excited about that because it's it's a movie that I think a lot of people do like, uh, but I think kind of goes under the radar in, in yeah, terms of definitely.
0: Okay, yeah. the cast... It's. I don't want to say too much about it now. We'll talk about it on the podcast. The it cast is, is insane. Yeah, yeah. What, so we'll get into it then. Very yeah. excited, very excited. Yeah. But... First of all, before we get into everything, we want to let you know that support for Sincerely Unqualified is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. So Manscaped offers precision engineers tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and you know they're not wrong. It's a lot lot of people. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code UNQUALIFIED at manscaped.com. You can find it in the description. You can find it in the title of the podcast. That is unqualified at manscaped.com.
1: Yep. Sincerely, so the code is UNQUALIFIED. You go to manscaped.com. You get your stuff. You know, I bet they wish they had Manscaped back in the 70s. This movie is set in 77 huge bushes probably dude we
0: saw like one thing in the movie i don't want to give away a spoiler but we saw ryan gosling shaving in his car and i'll say it was just his face he cut his neck while he was shaving like with one of those old electric razors can you imagine what it was like
1: down there back then oh is it probably oh i can't even imagine yeah but look and obviously, advances were weighed, but yeah, you don't want to be doing that on your balls. I mean, Gosling's out here cutting his neck. You do that on your balls, guess what? You're in trouble. You don't want yeah. to be in trouble. You got to get manscaped. It's the only option for the safest experience when you're cleaning up down there. And you don't exactly. want to be like, it's, it's hey, look, this it's not the 70s anymore. All these TikTokers, they're dressing like 90s kids. Let yeah. that be what it is. We're not going back to the <laughs> 70s. We're not having bushes. You got to clean up. Let's get it yeah. tight get
0: it going and yeah i mean even if you want to just keep it keep it nice down there you got the crop preserver with anti-chafing it's deodorant you know you get a little chafed you get a little smelly it's not embarrassing it happens
1: it happens but you can't be walking around with sweaty smelly balls anymore let the crop preserver there's no
0: excuse take care of that there's no excuse anymore so again Get 20% off and free shipping with code UNQUALIFIED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code UNQUALIFIED at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
1: Thank you, Manscaped. Yeah, Thank so you. We'll, Appreciate we'll get into this recommendation section because there are a few shots in this movie, and this isn't yeah. a spoiler. This has nothing to do with the plot, but very overtly, it shows the comedy store, the mm-hmm. Hollywood, the world-famous comedy store. And there was actually a documentary that came out last year that I was able to watch because I was home with my parents for Christmas and they have Showtime. So I got to throw that on. It is on Showtime, maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit of a barrier, but honestly, I bet a month's payment is worth it for this. I would say so.
0: I would probably... I haven't seen it, and I think I'm going to do that. If they have any like special offer or something for the first month, if they do, I'm so doing it. Because, you know, for me, I was supposed to visit California a little bit ago. A year ago, actually, our trip got canceled. When I was supposed to come out there, see Kev, and go to the comedy store. So to see the comedy store in this movie and then kind of go through and watch this documentary, I, I mean... It makes up a little bit for what I was going to miss out on, but seeing that lineup, there would be nothing like it, and having that institution that's basically a building block for what comedy is today, I think it's one of the top places that you could say oh, yeah. got yeah. comedy to where it is, is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting about this documentary is the fact that... so. Obviously, it deals with some current people, you know, around episode four or five, they bring in the Rogans, they talk about what happened with him and Carlos Mencia, but they, they talk about the history of it, too, and the history is so much more interesting than you would expect. If you are a fan of comedy, you honestly need to see this. So they go into the the stories, and the names you might have heard but not known much about, like Sam Kennison insane story there they talk about how the comedy store kind of started with mitzi shore and how she was able to form just an empire and then the downfall and the rebirth it kind of has this insane insane story all of it's crazy interesting because you're dealing with the best of the best comedians you're dealing with the drugs you're dealing with the i'm I'm not going to give away too much but you're, you're dealing with some crazy subject matter and some very interesting and broken people so you add just this downfall this this rise that to get where it currently is like when he was saying we you could go on a tuesday and get the best that comedians was, yeah. in the world in this lineup and
0: there's like 12 of them lined up it's like i mean i i remember hearing and the lineup that was proposed for the night we were supposed to go was a tuesday and yep. it was basically going to be like Jesselneck followed by you know Dalia followed by um, Segura, followed Probably by Burt, followed by Rogan, followed by at like literally whoever was in LA that night and wanted to go was just doing ten, fifteen minutes at the store. Yep. Just and workshopping it on a so, Tuesday.
1: Yeah, yeah. So in and, and like I said, this this documentary is more so about it's five episodes. I think the first three episodes are all pretty history based and then they get mm-hmm. a little more current with the last two. Uh, that if you are a fan of comedy, if you consider yourself a fan of comedy I am not even kidding. You need to see this. Obviously, you know, Manscaped sponsor sponsoring this. The uh, the Comedy Store documentary is not sponsoring this. This is a genuine yeah, recommendation. No, is, you're going to love this, and you need it in your, I guess, your mind bank if you're a fan of comedy.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm very much going to watch it because, I mean, seeing the history of how all that played out would be awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it is awesome. So... We'll move on here to the nice guys. The the basic rundown of this movie is that a man named Holland March, who's played Mm -hmm. by Ryan Gosling, is a down-in-his-luck private eye in 1977 Los Angeles. Jackson Healy, played by Russell Crowe, is a hired enforcer who hurts people for a living. And fate turns them into unlikely partners after a young woman named Amelia, played by Margaret Qualley, mysteriously disappears. Healy and March soon learn the hard way that some dangerous people are also looking for Amelia, and their investigation takes them to dark places. As anyone else who gets involved in the case seems to wind up dead, so yeah. buddy cop movie. Uh, it I guess leans buddy cop at least.
0: Yeah, it does. It's like conflicting buddy cop. It's like they're both the worst people possible. Yeah, yeah. in their in their own respect, and they're kind of forced together, but. It's it goes into that mold of buddy cop, but there's so many things that set it apart from that. And we'll definitely get into all of those because it, it puts itself in its own category where it's trending towards buddy cop. And it's just like they're they're solving this crime together, but they're also just
1: degenerates on their own. Too. Yeah. So it's yeah, not not great people. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not great people. Um, A few extra people in it. So we mentioned Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, Margaret Qualley. We also have Angori Rice, who plays Holly March, and that's Ryan Gosling, Holly March's daughter. Mm -hmm. Matt Bomer, or Bomber, plays John Boy. And we have Keith David, who we were talking about before, is just in everything. Everything. Literally Uh, everything. Unmistakable voice. And he plays just a, a character called Older Guy
0: if you've watched the movie
1: at all and
0: you've watched television or movies in the past 10 years you know who we're talking about right now you don't even need a description you don't need to know who he played i mean he plays older guy but even from that you know who we mean when we say distinctive voice
1: yeah like yeah so you can tell yeah you can tell this movie got a 91 au- or critic and 70 yeah. audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Very well liked by the critics because I mm-hmm. think what it was able to do is so impressive. And it was mainly done because of the acting performances, but also the director, Shane Black. So Shane Black was originally in Predator, and then he had some things going on. He's he's written and directed a lot. He both wrote and directed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um definitely more rooted in action but he was so concerned with plot and he was so concerned with character that in an interview russell crowe and ryan gosling were actually saying that they never even got notes about the comedy and this is a very funny movie by the way oh yeah (laughs) this
0: it hits every cylinder Ron. just you know i feel like every scene there's a line that we could quote and in every scene there's something that happens that's just like super funny yeah and i was i was sitting by myself and i don't usually laugh out loud when i'm watching movies like when i'm yeah, sitting by yeah, myself yeah. i'll just i'll do that little like <laughs> you know yeah, like some kind of laugh but- i was dying to myself watching a lot of this
1: yeah yeah and i honestly think that's a lot credit to him because when you're not so concerned with bits and you're not so concerned with the true comedy of this because this is a very Proper action comedy. It's yeah. it's not so much a, a true comedy, but you have this director who is more concerned with plot and character as a and just the performance of it as opposed to the true comedy, and you get a really good, really funny. Basically, it's an action movie, and yeah, uh, you have these interesting characters that are you. you Basically, laugh at because you're like, oh, these people are bad. They're they're kind of comic characters in a way, but in the end, you realize that you actually cared about them this whole time, and that they were very, um, you were kind of connected to them, and it just throws it in your face at the end because you yeah. feel for these characters. Um, I think that that's very accredited to him, and also Gosling and uh, Crow's performances are just I think unreal.
0: That both of their performances bring these like. Th- they're endearing for no good reason at all. Like you should yep. not care about th- either of these human beings in any regard ever, uh, and they make <laughs> it so that you really just, have, uh, like you were saying, by the end you just have this weird connection to them, and you're hoping everything goes their way.
1: Yeah, but yeah, and honestly we so we were talking about comedy duos last week. Yeah, in in uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. And the chemistry that Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe have in this movie is unreal. Honestly, Even
0: outside of the movie. I mean, when they're doing interviews together, they're like... It's like they've been friends forever, and they're just now doing movies with one another. I don't know if that's... It's probably not the case outside of it. I mean, this is really the first time they've worked together comedically, so... To have that immediate kind of chemistry with somebody on screen and off screen for it to carry over in both places, it just shows like this is this needs to be cultivated more. There needs to be more of this and. I mean, yep. for them to come out of the gate hot like this and just put themselves among some of the top comedy duos, I think it's a real showing for this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I also think that's what made it so funny is that their yeah. their chemistry and just, I mean, their individual performances, these these lines were read in such a way that the, it didn't need to rely on bits. And kind of what true comedy is like, a, a we were talking about com roms as opposed to rom-coms this is yeah. action before comedy and it's just as funny as one that would be comedy before action and it's because of that chemistry and those performances and i think that it uh i think it turned out great yeah, for anyone I, that actually chose to watch this movie on average i think people really enjoyed it
0: i think so too and i think another thing that's really cool is you know, for the most part, I'd say Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling are known for their dramatic performances. Yep. If you would agree with me there, I think that their majority yeah, of their movies, if not ninety percent of each of them, are real dramatic roles. Like they're legitimate actors who are not. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, they are. The, like, there's Oscar buzz around. A lot of the pictures that they've done in the past, and i from 1930, apparently, and just called them pictures. But <laughs> pictures. <laughs> they, they, they're moving they awesome pictures, buzz With they're the pictures. Talkies. There's a train, and there's a horse, and you can see all their feet off the ground at once in the picture. But basically, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? That's the movie. But that was like the oh. one of the first movies ever, isn't it? With a horse, you can see it running.
1: Cinderella, I think. Wizard of Oz, maybe. Who knows? Um- the first
0: movie ever was Wizard of Oz. Yes. Yeah. The first okay. movie ever we'll was go with that. Wizard of Oz. For sure. We'll go with that. But I think that them coming in and showing what they can do comedically is awesome. Yeah. There's yeah. really
1: nothing they can't do. And unfortunately, I think that's why this movie probably didn't do too well at the box office is because people just assume that it wasn't going to be that funny or people didn't understand how well an action comedy was going to work with these two. Even if you have these big names, you would think that you would get people to watch it for both of them. But maybe the the concept, maybe people didn't at the time didn't trust them to be as funny as they were together. And I mean, yeah. they sure as hell were. So
0: oh yeah, you want to dive into uh, yeah. a little bit more about the movie? Let's yeah, go in. Let's dump right.
1: spoilers now. We're
0: going spoilers now. If you haven't seen the movie, I think you should. I mean, we say this about all the movies we review. Um, but i think that this is a definite watch it's a more recent movie so there's a higher chance that if you haven't seen it you may not have really heard about it so i Mm -hmm. think you should definitely give it a chance and you know from my watch i think that everyone's gonna like it for the most part yeah and it's on hulu so yeah and it's yeah it's on hulu so give it a shot all right let's jump into it
1: you want to take us off all right,
0: so okay, so let's start ourselves off. I love how this movie starts off because it's not with either of the characters, and it I just gives it us, us this too. immediate start into like number one, a look at life in 1977 in L.A. Yeah, gives love, us this over overarching the shot. Well, I'm getting there, Kevin. <laughs> Don't get see. He's so excited every time he gets to see boobs in a movie. It's ridiculous. Boobs. Just every time <laughs> he's like, "Can we just skip to the boobs already?" Yeah, like, let's just talk <laughs> boobs, man. I, Excuse why? me.
1: Yeah, it set up the story for us, but then let's get to boobs.
0: I didn't see any of the movie other than the boobs. <laughs> <Like>, she paused. <laughs> had blinders on. But we we see we enter in and there's a kid in LA in nineteen ninety or nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. He's running through his parents' house and goes under his parents' bed while they're sleeping, grabs a nudie magazine, and we see like this woman, Kevin Boobs, boobs is Misty, boobs. uh Misty, Misty Mountains. Mountains. Yeah. Fantastic so she's name, she's on the on the magazine she's clearly like a high a high-end porn star and in the background of this kid looking at it you see a car crash over the hill a second later it crashes through the house yeah insane. and just plows through the entire house which in the first two minutes you're not really expecting a kid to almost get railed by a car coming through his yeah. house he walks outside it is misty mountains who crashed that car and we get the line from her like how do you like my car, big boy, or something like that? Which is, you know, as we learn later, probably the title of the porn movie she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But we. We see her, she's on the rock, she's dying, but she's naked. So, you know, one good thing good guy. This kid is probably the best person in this movie because he covers her up before the police get there. Yeah. I think that he's the best person in the whole movie. Like the best.
1: I think he is, but he's most probably person. really messed up. He probably yeah. was, speaking of the comedy <laughs> store, he probably turned into a stand up comedian and was at the comedy store when it was in their uh, dark times. <laughs> yeah. That was actually
0: Mark Marin.
1: That's good. That yeah, was a good call. Yeah. It, was, it was Mark. <laughs> that was a young Mark Maron. So after that scene with Mark Maron, we get our introduction <laughs> to the two main characters, and it's Ryan Gosling, who is you can tell a, a booze hound. He wakes up in yeah. a. Uh, he's wearing his full suit and wakes up in a tub. And Russell Crowe, he's going around beating people up. He's he's a little down on his luck too. Uh, he's he's looking for money. He's strapped for cash. And yeah. he's beating people up to get he's money, like an enforcer.
0: Is, he's basically yeah. a, like muscle for hire. So if you have a problem with anybody, like the first thing we see him doing is a 13 year olds dating like a guy who's mid 20s, late 20s. And it looks like seems like the parents hired him to go beat the shit out of that guy. Yeah. So he shows up at the house. He goes, you the guy. And then he's like, "What?" and just punches him in the face. <laughs> and he's like, "Mess with girls your age, okay?" So that's what are really our intros to these completely messed up human beings. Like, and from there we kind of go into who they're looking for. So we see Gosling going around. He's got this client who's this old lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I I forget her name exactly. I think it's Mrs. Mrs. Mir, Mir Miri.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, something like
0: that. So, oh, Miss, Mrs. Glenn. Mrs. Glenn. Oh, okay. So Mrs. Glenn, so he goes to like her. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Mrs. Glenn hired him to go look for her niece, who is Misty Mountains. And she's like, I saw her two days ago. She was alive. And he's like, this, this woman's crazy. That was after, you know, she died. So, like, how could you have seen her two days later? We're going through this whole thing. At the same time, she's like, look for my daughter's, or my niece's friend, Amelia. Like, yeah. she would probably know who or what happened to my niece or where mm-hmm. she may be so now Gosling's looking for Amelia at the same time like he's going to all these places he we we see the kind of guy he is he tries to bribe a bartender for receipts and then that doesn't work out the guy flashes a bad at him so he tries to break into the bar later and just slices his arm open trying to oh, break a window
1: yeah, yeah. just
0: like yeah, so that, he's not very good at what he's doing.
1: No, and I also like how it's it's very real that if you try to punch a window, you're probably yeah. going to slice your arm open. Um and then uh we get these two entangled together because Russell Crowe ends up being hired to tell him to stop looking for Amelia. And he I think he like breaks his spine or something, like pops something out. <laughs> Yeah, oh no, so he He says
0: you have a spy just tell them you have a spiral fracture in your left radius or something. Because yeah. he's done this so many times. He knows exactly what he's doing. Just twists his arm. He's just like, All right, you know exactly what's going on. He goes outside and that's this is, I think, the first time we actually meet um Ryan Gosling's daughter, Holly. Yeah. Who is just like, Do you want a youhoo? And he's like, me me you for you who and he's just like a child again he's just like i haven't had one of these in 30 years and (laughs) right then like the next scene is him going to his apartment i think you you were saying it might be above the comedy store
1: i think so because there was someone doing a stand-up act like yeah
0: can we just talk about how bad that joke was oh i can it just disgusted me yeah but no i I mean, late 70s comedy, it got a laugh. It was like something hey, about if corn. It gets a laugh. It gets going a laugh. Through. Yeah.
1: Oh, but, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was something about how corn makes him fart or something. Yeah. I,
0: what, whoa. Shock comedy. But we love that. Like, I loved seeing he got the Yoo-Hoo from Holly. And then the next scene is him walking up to his apartment with like three
1: cases of yoohoo. Yeah. Uh, a, a ridiculous amount of yuho. Yeah. Just. And that's.
0: That's where we meet older older guy and Blueface. yeah,
1: older guy and Blueface are there waiting for him basically and they uh, he he's not sure what's going on. he kind of senses something's wrong and then they pull out guns and he's like, oh well, this is going down. They get into his apartment and they he realizes that they're not actually that good. He's telling them like I look, this is this isn't gonna go well for you. You've already kind of messed up. Blueface yeah. is he takes his fish out of his his uh, tank and starts throwing them at him, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, and then, you're gonna eat this. You're yeah, gonna eat- he makes him. He tries to make him eat it, and then goes, pops open a bag that was probably stolen from a bank. It has one of those things that uh, explodes. Yeah, blue paint. Sacks. Yeah, yeah. So that's how he becomes Blueface, and that's when Russell Crowe. Realizes that he needs to get this uh, Amelia girl basically safe. He realizes something's wrong, that she's in danger, and then proposes to Ryan Gosling that they should join forces and try to find her. Exactly.
0: And this is like, so we see kind of Ryan Gosling being a dad. He's at a bowling alley. This is kind of after the whole blue face thing. Yeah. Russell Crowe gets away. We see Ryan Gosling being a dad at the at this birthday party at the bowling alley and the the like the way they meet up afterwards and kind of decide to start working together again is probably one of the most maybe original and funny ways to have a character interaction when there's already been this weird like he's broken his arm there's been this weird yeah. interaction and then to have Ryan Gosling on the toilet and him come in and be like it's me like don't get upset and then he opens the door. He's like, I'm carrying this gun because of you. He's <laughs> just having yeah, them kind of st-
1: struggling to put up his pants because he's, yeah, <laughs> he's obviously the was keeps shit. closing. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> he cast. He can't really use his hand. That's yeah. A, that's a funny bit
0: for them to make amends over that and go outside and kind of sit down and go through like, all right, here's what we need to do. I'll hire you to help me find Amelia. He hires Ryan Gosling for a few days. He's like, I'll give you $400 straight up. I'll hire you for a few days. Like, you tell me what we need to know. I tell you, we'll go from here. We'll work together. We'll find this girl. That's yeah. it. That's also,
1: done. do you think that that's like the strangest place to ever do a $400 deal to figure out who murdered somebody? Is at a
0: child's p- birthday party at a bowling yeah, alley? A bu- yeah, yeah. Probably. What do you yeah. think
1: would be weirder? Like, I don't I know, don't... Maybe maybe a closed down blockbuster. Maybe it was the last blockbuster that they have as an <laughs> right. Airbnb now. He's like... Meet me at this blockbuster on thirty-two forty Gerard Avenue. I
0: mean in seventy seven you're still on Gerard, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In seventy seven the blockbuster was probably booming too.
1: Oh yeah. I mean it back they, in seventy seven, I'm saying current yeah. day. If someone oh, if someone yeah. rented out the Airbnb to do a four hundred dollar deal to find out a murder, that might be a yeah. little different. But I
0: think that'd be probably the one of the weirdest. Yeah, for sure. This one's
1: one's up there, though. Yeah, Child's birthday party at a bowling alley.
0: Yeah, so they go back like after this to Mrs. Glenn and get more information because she's like, he's like, uh, Gosling's basically saying, okay, this is where I got my information that I'm finding Amelia from. We'll go talk to her. And she's still saying, no, I saw Misty two days ago in this blue jumpsuit. I still saw her. The blue pinstripe jacket. Yeah. Yep. So they're basically like, we need to find out what's going on here we need mm-hmm. to find out who the associates were like who did they know and they find out that it's basically they they're connected through this guy who makes the the pornos or they or
1: yeah yes yes they're yes. connected
0: through this guy who makes the pornos but they have no idea where to go or where to find anything about anyone mm-hmm. so they, <laughs> they need to go <laughs> to another one of uh, i think a great scene where they go and try and find Amelia herself right at and the-, <laughs> at the protest.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she has this protest group at her college, and they are doing a, a sit-in, kind of like they're they're all pretending to be dead because they're protesting smog. They offer someone twenty dollars and get Chet. So Chet comes out and yep. joins them, and they they Chet tells them that her boyfriend actually just died. And that's why Amelia's not around. So her boyfriend's house burned down. So they go to the burned down house and they're talking with Chet and a kid comes up and gives them a name of someone and they think it's a made up name. They're like, this is yeah. the, the most ridiculous name. Is it hat? or hat something? Rack. Hat, hat rack, rack. Hat rack. So they're driving away. They're just like, ah, this doesn't seem to pan out. Yeah. Immediately they see a sign that says hat rack. Um, and they... So the kid actually gives them a good tip. Yeah. And yeah, somehow,
0: somehow they get a good tip and they're like, Oh, it's this guy, this famous porn producer. Like we got to go find him. We got to go to this party. So they're like, look, we'll go find his house. We'll go to this party. He's having a huge party. So their thing is they're basically going to try and get as much information or find Amelia at this party because they called, um, they called Sid and they were just like, I want to speak to him. Um and he was or they really called him and they were like I want to speak to Amelia and they were like Oh she's coming back now so they were like Oh she's coming back
1: Yeah also who's answering a phone at a 1977 porno party like if all these know. people are it's in the Hollywood Hills they're going crazy <laughs> who's just <laughs> like all right, Yeah one sec. Oh, yeah. can i can i put you on hold <laughs> did they have a party receptionist like i don't understand yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they, i know that these parties said to be big to do's you know you have the the woman that's painted in gold that's supposed to be a table which also i'm pretty sure stuff like that still goes on but looks yeah. like a wild party
0: it looked okay the party was the craziest thing because there's a guy dressed like a giant tree like look like Groot. Yeah. He's just walking around on stilts. He's There's Groot a guy
1: after. Yeah, it's, it's just Vin Diesel. Actually, that was Vin Diesel's first rehearsal as Groot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna say it. Sid Shattuck knows how to throw down. Like he knows how to throw a party. I'll say this: if
1: you're if you like parties and you're looking to party, that's a party to be at.
0: <laughs> they had mermaids. Kevin also got very distracted during that scene for obvious reasons. The but they had, had boobs. M- they definitely did, and <laughs> they, they, they're they're at this party, and we see even further when they get there that number one Holly hid in the trunk to go to get there. Yes, and Ryan Gosling tries to send her home in a cab. Of course, you know you think that works out for the first five minutes. Turns out she's just inside chilling, watching some porn with a porn star. <laughs>
1: Again, she's probably, actually, that was probably Amy Schumer. She's Amy Schumer. Yeah. Amy Schumer is now. <laughs> so we have Amy Schumer and Mark Marin uh, making yeah. appearances early on in this movie. And they don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th- there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Ryan Gosling, basically, the, the whole thing behind this is Ryan Gosling ends up getting loaded and
0: debilitating alcoholic like, yeah
1: it's a problem but it yeah. actually helps him out a lot <laughs> believe it or not you know <laughs> yeah and
0: he's he's basically the whole time he spends the whole time getting drunk and trying to flirt with all of the porn stars there and all yeah. of the girls like you uh, see him at one point russell crowe walks up to the bar the guy's like you want to drink he's like nah i'm good because he's super serious he's trying to yeah. walk through he's not drinking at all it's clear like he's off that shit But then we see in the background, Ryan Gosling swimming through the pool, (laughs) chasing after the mermaids. Like we get to the point where he's flirting with Pocahontas or girl dressed up as Pocahontas. He's like, I'm an actor too. Shoot me, shoot me. Ends up falling backwards over the ledge down a hill. And at this point, I'm just thinking this guy can't catch a break. Sliced his arm in half, then gets his arm broken and then falls down a hill and is losing his gun. And at that yeah. point, I'm just confused. I'm like, does anything go right for this man at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it goes right that he doesn't die. <laughs> when, yeah, when he, he never falls down a, a whole ledge. Um, so yeah, he gets down there and then sees this girl. She is frightened of him, runs away. And he's just like, all right, whatever. So drunk. So goes to light a cigarette, and with the flame of the lighter, which this is an incredibly fantastic shot. You see this dead person laying next to him. He doesn't see it at first, goes back to do it, and then, obviously, he catches on, starts freaking out, as you would when you see a huge bullet wound in someone's dead body laying next to you. Yeah, Um, Like, just
0: sitting right next to you.
1: Yeah, and that's actually an interesting person who has an uncredited role. Stick with us through In Exclusive Exclusives, and you'll hear who that is. Big star, big star. So, he starts freaking out, yells up to the house, and he gets Russell Crowe's attention <laughs> after like 15 seconds of just hop hop, hop
0: yeah hop, like yeah. I can't even crap
1: a sound or yeah. a word just starts losing it does not know what to do yeah and that's when things really start picking up so obviously as we said Holly's in this the whole time she actually is about to get to Amelia or so she thinks yeah. gets locked in a car with Blueface obviously she's in danger. Uh, the the two people that are actually supposed to be looking for Amelia yeah. <laughs> end up getting around there but it's almost too late blueface is about to shoot Amelia she closes the door on his arm yeah. holly does and basically saves the day but then mm-hmm. Amelia I mean, runs away she did her best
0: for real but can we okay yeah. but can we talk about two of the Like one thing we learned And one huge plot point that we learned And one of the funniest things at the party Was yeah. when they are they like We have to get rid of this dead body of Sid Right oh, before yeah. this is happening And they throw it over a fence And it just <laughs> lands on somebody else's dinner party Yeah like they, they're all in suits and everything and a dead body falls on the table that's just what happened in 77 man it was a weird yeah. time <laughs> weird time and this is also the scene that we learned that ryan gosling's character cannot smell yes so we russell crowe walks in and goes like oh mary jane's present he's like what And he's like, oh, you don't smell it? There's a smoke in the reefer here. He goes, oh, I can't smell. A detective who can't smell. Great. Like, Yeah. (laughs) So that's a pretty important, you know, for his character itself. We just learned that he can't smell. And at the time, it's like, all right, fine. Can't smell. Cool. But we learned a little bit more later on about what that actually entails.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, so before that, obviously, when things are going down, Amelia runs down. Holly's with her. Uh... We have Ryan Gosling trying to drive a car <laughs> that doesn't go too well. Russell Crowe's chasing on foot. Uh, Blueface ends up g- about to kill her again. And Russell yeah. Crowe comes in driving a very large van. Oh, and- he wasn't oh, no, even sorry, driving it. Yeah. Some I, random person was driving it. I remember, yeah, I, remember yeah. I was like, I assumed that it was, uh, I assumed it was him. I was like, so oh, did perfect. I. And then, uh, yeah, it was some random person. And then he just happens to show up afterwards. And Some
0: random guy just l- opens the door, looks back, goes, oh, shit, and drives <laughs> away.
1: Like, Again, it? 70s, man. Everyone just did yeah. that. You know, when you're driving through the hills, kill somebody. Yeah. One less person now.
0: Get away with anything. Like, it's in, it's amazing to me how far we've come with that because 50 years ago- which is crazy to say about the seventies that it's 50 years ago, even to me who wasn't alive near then, it still sounds crazy in my head to say like, yeah, the seventies, 50 years ago for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, if that happened back then, probably not going to find him. Probably never going (laughs) to find him.
1: I mean, who, who knows? Right. But yeah, they, they try to make sure that no one knows until they throw him on top of a dinner party.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, but, uh, so they, they basically, from there, we see, like, okay, so Blueface is dying. Amelia runs away again as she's yeah. proficient at doing.
1: Very and good at running.
0: She's really good at running away, which we see a few times. But then we see a real turning point with Holly's character. She walks up to Blueface, kind of holds his hand, and is like, you're going to be okay. Russell Crowe runs up and is like, okay, go find someone. Go flag someone down. We'll find someone. He'll be fine. She runs away. He just, we get the warning that ah, John Boy's coming for you. John Boy's yep. coming for you. He's yep. going to kill that that girl, the family, and you. And then uh, Russell
1: Crowe just chokes him out, calls it a day, just yeah. turns the lights out. Something that he's definitely done before. It, yeah, it didn't you really require much of a thought.
0: And then we see Holly come back and kind of ask, like, you didn't kill him, did you? Like a little, and then he's like, of course not. And she's like, oh, I, I never thought you could do that. Don't worry. Like, so he's he's got that faith from her of being this good guy.
1: Right, right. And that's something that she is asked. She asked her, you know, her father and him, are you a good person? And then, yeah. you know, obviously the answer is no. They're, they're not good people. <laughs> no, but, but she knows
0: that about her dad, though, I think. And, but she's holding Russell Crowe's character in a higher standard, maybe yes. because she wants to think that, you know, he's better than, Everyone else is is. kind of tough. Exactly. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we realized that Amelia's mom is the head of the Department of Justice and that she tells them that she's going through this whole uh, catalytic converter case and uh, this, she's very anti pornography and that Amelia did this as a a way of getting back at her. She's she's very rebellious. Um, That's you.
0: few very oddly specific things to focus on but i like the detail it's yeah. like catalytic
1: converters and anti-porn because like, detroit you know I'm yeah catalytic exactly. converters and then like yeah i my life's work is to stop pornography so you know those whippersnapper kids they they <laughs> yeah. store they start pornos That's just oh. you know
0: it's weird how warped we have it now because the internet is so filled with porn and all that stuff yeah, versus like back Fans then where just, it's like yeah. People were making videotapes and selling videotapes. Now it's like you look up the wrong letter in a website address and you end up on the wrong site. You see some stuff. Like, <laughs> you yeah. See oh, some you stuff. see. There's no barrier to entry for that kind of stuff now. No. You have no. an internet connection, you're good. You're yeah. golden. Not that I would know. But let's. Oh, you would know. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. But <laughs> big weird guy, we is. meet there. Kind of, we we see the assistant. So her, the mom's assistant, we meet for the first time, which is uh, Tally, who comes up a, a, quite a bit uh, a little later on. Yeah. But from there, we we really just see like them trying to figure out who's on the right side of this whole scenario. Like, is Amelia crazy? Is she actually crazy, or is the mom just trying to look out for her daughter who's gone awol? Yeah, Like, we don't really know who to believe.
1: Yeah. We truly don't know, and we we think that there's probably some foul play going on on both sides. Like, obviously, the, the truth is always somewhere in that gray zone, and that's yeah. what they're trying to figure out. So, they... Yeah, but obviously, it's, it's a huge, like, what the hell when you get someone that leads the Department of Justice involved yeah. in this, and she's like, I want to hire you. So, they get hired by her... And they, they go back to, to the March's house. Mm-hmm. And that's when we learn that you were talking about before the lack of smell, that the reason that he's a drunk is because his wife died because she was telling him, hey, this, this furnace is leaking, but he couldn't smell it. So the house burned down and yeah. she died in it.
0: Which, yeah, Heavy. that's where we learn about the smell. So it's kind of on him. And you see where that unhingedness comes from.
1: Like, yeah. just that. That's that's just, the rationalization of us yeah. understanding the kind of, like, why he's an alcoholic, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, having an understanding, and it also is successful because, like, you can't really blame him. Like, he didn't ask no. to not have a lack of smell. He probably should have actually done something about it. So, there there is kind of, like, a weighing of, okay, is this person actually good and misunderstood, or is he yeah. as bad as... He is just scamming people out of money. like he's.
0: And then we learn about diner guy too. Yeah, how Crow's character just murked somebody and got shot in a diner. Brutally, with the back and of a just, shotgun.
1: Did you just, just see him at the end just going after yeah. it? It's like and in the UFC when someone's clearly knocked out and people just hop on and just start just pounding someone's fists. head. I'm just like, yeah. why? Like, why? Just they're unconscious.
0: Stop. <laughs> Please stop. Like, that's brain damage. Yeah. That's long-term brain damage. Like, maybe yeah. just don't hammer fist them real yeah. quick. One less. Take
1: it easy. But, take it easy
0: even you see like the, the little bit of the depressing side of it when Russell Crowe's telling the diner story, because Ryan Gosling character is like, Oh, your diner guy, tell me the story. And he's telling the story and Ryan Gosling's falling asleep and he's kind of walking away. Like, that's the one time I felt useful. And it's like, Oh, Oh dude. Oh, you're a horrible person. But Oh, Oh damn.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that seems probably the most important for us getting on their side and being like, okay, we're, we're on these guys side. Um, so they, they end up going to... They, they get some clues. They're talking them through. And they end up going to this hotel by the Burbank airport. And they're, they're talking to this bartender who tells them that Amelia's up there. And that someone just came in looking for them too. Who, who they know is John Boy. So they go up. And probably the funniest part of this whole movie, which is <laughs> yeah. just jarring, is that they, they go up the elevator after they're like debating. And then people are in the act of being murdered, like literally in the act of being murdered. Someone's, someone's slowly dying from like a a slit throat (laughs) and they just let the elevator close. They're like, yeah. Uh, the first
0: guy they see when they walk out, they're like, they hear, uh, uh, yeah and then you just walk out this guy's just dying some other guys getting shot six
1: times And then, as they're going down you see the guy going through and just falling <laughs> just, with them
0: yeah. oh. like falling out of the window it's like okay and then you slowly see i love this little touch where ryan Gosling's character just slowly his
1: face starts bro, like shaking yeah just he's just like oh my god yeah they're freaking out they get yeah. the hell out of there as they're driving Who lands on the top of their car other than Amelia? So she for and I still not too sure. I don't know how she got there or Uh, why. One, I don't know but why? How she got there or why? Or why she just like collapsed?
0: Like I I don't know. Maybe it was the recoil of the gun. She fell off the car and hit her head or something. Like uh, who knows? She shot at them randomly, which goes right through the center of the car and then falls off and just. uh, Woe was me. Oh, I don't no. know what that happened from. but <laughs> so,
1: Yeah, they get her back to the house, and she's- oh, this fucking part. Yeah, yeah. So she's- Well, first of all, Holly's there with her friend- um, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. So they're both there um, in the house. They carry in this girl and yeah. put her in the bedroom, and she starts talking to them about- yeah obviously she's very politically charged. she has this protest group. she's talking she's very anti-man, which is yeah. obviously common back in the 70s and she's telling them about how her mom is the 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 man and this porn that she made wasn't actually a porn. it was a way to get people to pay attention to what's happening and yeah like about what her like- mom is doing.
0: Cause she's just not going to prosecute them for this. She's being paid. She's on the payroll. She's just like big Detroit is coming for them. Big big Detroit, like the big, big Detroit is coming and yeah. paying her mom to just be like, nah, don't worry about the birds. Don't worry about pollution. You're good. Just yeah. like, don't say anything. So the porn was just all of the names, dates, and events of all of that collusion and corruption all of the evidence on. that
1: her yeah. mom wasn't going to use to prosecute the the catalytic converter thing and so i
0: don't think it's gonna be one of our favorite lines but i think that from ryan gosling in this scene just saying like wait so you made a poem where the point is the plot
1: yep i think that <laughs> that was so good <laughs> that was very funny yeah 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 it, it's actually I do you think that's i th- that's why obviously back in 77 it's set, but it is kind of a message nowadays that, yeah, in order to get someone to pay attention, you kind of have to go an unorthodox route sometimes. And I oh, think it's yeah. it's pretty interesting that they this whole movie obviously like porn is an important part <laughs> of it, but it's obviously in a way that it's actually. Useful, you know. It's not just some weird side plot. It's like, oh, okay. I actually can get to the point where I understand in seventy-seven to get people to pay attention to this. Yeah, that that would be a a way that people would go. Yeah, in Kevin's way
0: of putting it, I will say it was not a cheap excuse for boobs. (laughs) <laughs> it was not there was no cheap excuse to put some boobs in the movie I have as no clue why
1: we decided that I was just like a boob guy I, last you, episode I think I was the one that it. was just like yeah boobs. you're the one who just, said it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it you did heck yeah but, dude boobs
0: <laughs> basically from there it's like okay we find out this information we still have to figure out who we're gonna believe then we get a call from Tally who <laughs> Ryan Gosling's character has like this crush on this massive crush. He's just believe anything she says. She's on the phone like, Hey, so we have this package of a hundred thousand dollars that we need you to specifically transport. And he's like, Oh, that's great. Like We got Amelia here. You know, she's been spouting this crazy stuff. We're so glad that this could all be over. She's safe. We got her. And she's like, oh, she's at your house. We'll send the family doctor for her. No worries. Family doctors, of course, John Boy. So Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, still not knowing who to decide, who to believe. They go get the $100,000, in quotes, from Tally. Meanwhile, John Boy's coming over the house. And it's just Holly, Jessica, and Amelia at the house right now. Yeah. And this, this... apex serial killers headed their way yes. to take care of business
1: yeah he, he was about to take care of business so obviously our our two main characters that should be there to protect them or i mean they i guess granted they didn't think that they needed protection they thought they needed to get this 100k to where no. it needed to go ryan gosling starts find, falling asleep behind the wheel there's this weird part where hannibal burris As the bee. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hannibal Burris comes in as a bee, and (laughs) she just smashes the car. The the paper goes everywhere, and they're like, oh, well, obviously, that paper's not money. We got set up. So they get back. They see John Boy Mm -hmm. in the action, and they're like, hey, did you hear that noise? The noise was him throwing Jessica out of a window. (laughs) Okay, number one. I have two things to say about this. Number one, Ryan
0: Gosling has been getting driven around by his thirteen-year-old daughter for the entire movie. Yeah. So why is it now that he's driving? Like, who was like, yeah, let's let him drive here? <laughs> the longest drive yet. Let's have him in the in front of the wheel. Yeah. Number two, fucking Jessica, dude. This girl doesn't know what she she's did so many things she's like oh what's the guy from the walton's john boy's real name number one first strike
1: idiot first strike
0: stop strange man walks in maybe get off the phone not talking about the serial killer you just heard about yeah number two don't run in front of him when he's saying i'll just kill her you had so many other ways to go and then you got thrown out of the
1: window Yeah, they say that the uh, the fastest way of getting point A to point B is a straight line. But yeah. sometimes you don't need to get there fast. Don't take the straight line in front of the serial killer. You know what? He had a straight razor, so he was probably gonna cut you ninety nine percent of the
0: time. You're yeah. lucky he just threw you through a window, Jessica. That's my that's my main quarrel that's with fair. Jessica. That's I just fair. had had to get it out there because. <clears throat>
1: Jessica. But yeah, so <laughs> they're in a shoot off. Um, yeah, they, we're we're in a shoot off. Things are going crazy. We hear cops coming, so John Boy gets out of there. And uh in in this process, at some point, Amelia ran away again. And so it,
0: good at doing that.
1: It turned out really well for her before, but this time she runs up, tries to get in someone's car. Too bad that person's car that the driver is attempting to murder you. That yeah. <laughs> it's
0: just John Boy. So He's it- running away from the cops, runs into her, who's running away from him.
1: Very easy to kill her then. <laughs> bang Boom. bang. Yeah. That's Dead. it. Dead.
0: You're done. Yep. Lights out. So <laughs> Didn't expect that, honestly. Didn't expect that like the curveball they threw at us. But it just made me so mad when she kept running away. I was kind of like, that's yeah. what you get for just consistently running away. Cool with that, Understanding yeah. that scenario, like, you don't trust anybody. And there's a shootout going on about killing you. So maybe run away. Yeah. But also, come on.
1: But also, come on. Yeah. yeah. That, that we get a, uh, a little callback. Mrs. Glenn shows back up. And, uh, she's, she, <laughs> she starts talking to him and, yeah. uh, Russell Crowe is the one that ultimately comes to the conclusion, or, uh, I actually think Russell Crowe plants a little seed and then Ryan Gosling, the one that they say is the worst detective is the one that comes to the conclusion that they were yeah. actually projecting the movie onto the wall. So yeah. they realize obviously Amelia had a copy and they were now they're after it to get to that copy. They, they step through, or we step through, and then we realize that they're going to project it at the LA Auto Show. Um, yeah. And so they they get there, and we get in this crazy, crazy action scene, which starts out with a standoff with Tally.
0: Yeah, which is so great that, you know, number one, they're in that hotel room with the projector. They Ryan Gosling dreamed about the ankle gun. He goes for the ankle gun. <laughs> He's just like... Number one, could you make it more obvious if you were going to go for a gun? Yeah, yeah. Number two, come on. And meanwhile, Holly in the background the whole time just going, room service. Yeah. Like seven times, just room service. Not believable at all. Tally knows Tally. what's going on. She's like, you can come in now, Holly. Come on. And then thing.
1: I was pretty <laughs> PC of her back in 77 because I feel like it's probably yeah. pretty easy to go with a default, like, non-American accent. But she just, you yeah. know, yeah, she was like, hey, look, people... People can do room service who have just, just regular American accents.
0: Gonna make my voice a little deeper and say yeah. room service. But I do like like the idea. I love the back and forth in this scene too where it's just like, Holly pours the coffee on her and she's like, Why'd you pour hot cold coffee on me? She's like, I thought it was hot. It was sitting outside. And Ryan Gosling's like, Love the idea, though, honey. Could have turned out (laughs) really well. And then Tally's had enough. She steps forward, slips, and just knocks herself out. He goes, Did turn out well. Love it, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Love how that whole thing just turns out. But then it goes into it evolves into basically like them going downstairs, having this crazy action scene to make sure that everything goes as planned because John Boy's there and everybody's trying to stop the film from getting run. Mm-hmm. And then it evolves into this massive shootout and you know Holly ends up fighting with Tally again, throwing the film out the window, which was a great call by her, I think. Yes. And then it's the chase is on. Everybody and their mother is going after this film to try and get it for their own interests.
1: Yeah, yeah, so... The main person going after the film ends up being Gosling, and Russell Crowe's busy just fighting with... Uh, everybody. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> like, and he's, he's doing pretty well at it. Uh, John yeah. Boy is the main person he's fighting. He ends up taking out John Boy. Ryan Gosling ends up getting the tape at the, the yep. very end. and Well, actually, he does not end up taking out John Boy. I stand corrected, because he's about yeah. to take out John Boy as... Holly walks up and I think you have something to say about that
0: she's like you're a good person you don't need to kill him blah 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 and my thing is okay so many people in this movie have gotten away they've done this they've done that after they've gotten away you know let's say let's take our guy older guy for example yeah okay who got thrown off a roof when he was he was fighting with gosling i also gotta say i love that ryan gosling in this is invincible because when he fell (laughs) off the roof with older guy older guy lands on the side of the stone and splatters and he just lands in the pool (laughs) yeah (laughs) like he's invincible no nothing can kill him but I, I think that I'm not as mad as I was when we were talking earlier. Yeah. <laughs> because I think I was irrationally
1: mad before. Uh, it's it's a slightly corny line. Yeah, like it was just like, happen, you
0: don't but... need to kill him. You don't need to kill him. He's saying that to John Boyd. My point of view is, okay, Holly, he was going to cut your ass with a straight razor like two hours yeah. ago. Or t- two months ago. Or however long it was. He was going to kill your friend. Je- he threw your friend Jessica out of a window. He's
1: killed everybody I mean, just yeah. maybe
0: take them out, but I, I
1: understand. I think what what makes it okay is that she's a, a young girl, you know. Yeah, you, I think no, that I it's probably That's the, why the cool stuff that she does throughout this whole movie. You kind of lose sight of the fact that she's supposed to be very young. Uh, like obviously, 13, she's supposed to be yeah. mature because she takes care of her dad who's a drunk. And drives but, him everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think that kind of comes through, and it's like, oh, okay, fine. Um, yeah. Then uh, obviously that that all comes to fruition we get another comedy store sighting and then mm-hmm. um we learn that basically the government gets away with it and that the the moral of the story is that e- no matter what you do they're gonna find a way to win basically
0: yeah what i mean the auto companies get out of it at least we got a conviction for uh miss cleary there but otherwise right. yeah pretty right. much just they get out of it i mean it just shows you, even in real life, it feels like the government always wins. Like, even if you have the best case ever.
1: Yeah, I think, and like, I think that's almost the point of this movie. That's kind of what he's yeah. trying to say, and that's why I like it. Um, but they
0: do start their own agency. Instead of having Ryan Gosling's cool ad, just one of them, they have uh, the, the nice guy's, guys. agency, and yeah. it's just... I love it. I love that they came together. And I love the scene in the bar where he's like, Oh, you started drinking again. No, that's good. Like, that's the most 70s thing to say. <laughs> yeah oh you he's smoking a cigar at the bar he's drinking a whole bottle he's like oh at least he started drinking again
1: that's yeah. good <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that was great i love how it, i do like how it ended for the yes, least redeemable characters to like you feel good about it you feel good about what they're doing even though they slightly lost and like a ton of people died you know you feel good for where they're headed
1: yeah yeah and that's uh i mean obviously we didn't get a sequel at least yet but it kind of It's one of those endings where it's a good resolution to the one movie, but it could also set up a sequel. Exactly. I I loved it.
0: I think it was great.
1: Yeah, good good movie. All right, let's work in some inexclusive exclusives here. So I'll start out, and we were just talking about the sequel, but this movie actually was supposed to be a TV series. So it was supposed to be one of those classic buddy cop TV series. But they retooled it to just have a feature-length movie because the plot didn't really have any backing. It just really wasn't going anywhere. So it actually took like 13 years to get made all together. And then they made the decision within three days because Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe basically said that they would do it. They accepted the movie. So three days, they're like, yep, we got this.
0: I mean, it's crazy how it sat for 13 years and was just waiting to be... That's a long-ass time for development. I mean, we said this in the last episode, too, about, like, we're the Millers. How that sat for so long, too. I I mean, I didn't realize.
1: I thought scripts were kind of getting turned out, but... Well, I I, mean, I think it's hit or miss, but I think the vast majority of scripts actually do take this long. From inception, at least idea inception, into actual production. I mean, these things take so long, but... With Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe accepting, they actually both accepted because they wanted to work together. So when Ryan Gosling read that script, he was already reading it with Russell Crowe in mind because he knew he was interested. So when he was reading Healy's lines, he already thought that they were funnier because he could imagine Russell Crowe's delivery when they, he was hmm. reading that part. I
0: Yeah, that's huge. That's... <laughs> for chemistry that's massive. Yeah.
1: And isn't it so funny that they never really work together at least in a comedic uh sense and Ryan yeah. Gosling was just like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. <laughs> I think
0: that like for them to really know each other without knowing each other is a talent in itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that, that's awesome. Yeah. So, like with with actors as good as they are, they just are able to think differently like that
0: yeah and isn't it weird so another thing was when shane black the director first pitched the nice guys to Mm -hmm. his his go-to producer joel silver he was concerned that the period piece really couldn't do well in the box office you know focusing on the 70s and and this real style and era but silver's mind was changed when sherlock holmes came out uh with robert downey jr uh because it was so iconic and the you know the detective and everything was so iconic and a yeah. period piece and everything like that it grossed half a billion dollars worldwide and kind of changed his mind about you know a period piece could really work I think that it could
1: yeah I mean those those movies are so good and obviously that, that half a billion box office leads you yeah. to be able to make multiple sequels they did and yeah I mean th- those were extremely good movies that you know in reality, a good way to su- measure success, at, I guess commercial success at least, is obviously we always go box office and then if a sequel is made.
0: Yeah. And the the upsetting thing about that is that this movie actually didn't do well enough at the box office to warrant a sequel, mm-hmm. but Russell Crowe wanted to make a sequel for this movie because he enjoyed playing Jackson Healy so much that he really wanted to do it again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think Stern, Howard Stern asked him like just a general overview question like, "Hey, would you yeah. would you want to do a sequel to any of the movies that you did?" And he called out this movie specifically. This movie and another one, but focus it on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um so since obviously this is a period piece, took place in 77 and Warner Bros produced this movie, they actually decided to go with the original 1970s logo that ran mm-hmm. from 1972 to 1984. And it was uh, designed by Saul Bass, and he nicknamed it the Big W. It's a cool logo. I don't know if you. It's a sick logo. Yeah. Yeah. I loved
0: it. It made me feel like I was in the '70s when I was watching this movie to start out with. I love that they went full on with like everything about it is going to be a period piece.
1: Yeah, no half ass in it. No half ass. No, it. not at all. Yeah. So we mentioned the name, and I actually said it was an awesome name, <laughs> Misty Mountains, the, the porn star, the or the as Gosling says, the porn young lady. Uh, mm. So Misty Mountains is actually named after one of the film's production companies. So we're always pulling different things. We're making the Easter eggs come together. Misty Mountains, named after production company.
0: Yeah, you love it. Just, you know, love to see where the inspiration comes from. Something that was really interesting that I didn't know beforehand, too. And I don't think anyone realized. I did not. And if you did, I don't know how. I don't understand how. You have to have an insane eye. Because the body of Sid Shattuck is played by Robert Downey Jr., who is wearing a fake beard and is uncredited in the role.
1: Yeah, a fake beard and like half of his... He's like two-faced. Half of his face is all just messed up.
0: Yeah, it's literally like you really only see the the side of his face that's messed up. Yeah, yeah. So you, there's no way to tell that it's him. But that's Iron Man sitting there just like chilling as a dead body. Yeah, half his face is blown off. Yeah, which is, I mean, if you can get that cameo. Why not? Do it. Yeah. Do it. Jack and Coke. Do it. Do it. Another buddy cop. Do, do it. it. Do but it. another thing that you may or may not have noticed in this movie which is like a cool little toss in to kind of go with what we were saying before like you could get away with this in the 70s like you could easily <laughs> get away with this in the traffic scene when they're sitting in traffic talking about the smog and you know might as well just breathe the air right in the back is that black van that hit blueface and killed him and it's being driven by Shane Black who's the director of the film in his own kind of cameo yeah. which it was really quick, but if you caught it, it was so cool. If you noticed number one that it's the black van, and number two, like to find out later that that's the director just chilling in the black yeah, van, yeah, just just hanging. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing his thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we love when directors make cameos because they make yeah. these movies so great. It's nice getting like those little Easter eggs in there. So when Russell Crowe Healy was fighting older guy, mm-hmm. our our guy at the. Uh, the house party um Mm -hmm. he delivers a like a punch combination that actually is a lot like maximus in gladiator and um obviously that's his character in that movie fantastic movie love Mm -hmm. that movie
0: So good. I mean, that's a classic. That's one of the movies I was referencing when I was thinking, like, they're
1: dramatic actors. They're amazing in these. That's the one I I absolutely think of. That's that's one of the better movies to ever be made, and he kills it in that. Obviously, we love how comedic he is in this movie. Um, Are you
0: not entertained? (laughs) Wait, come
1: on. I mean, give me like seventy-five percent. I can't. I'm not gonna
0: yell in the mic. That shit.
1: We we. I'll edit it. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained?
0: Okay. I'll do it. See? There you go.
1: Point goes to me there. Point goes to me. I don't think
0: so. You (laughs) were very quiet and you were just kind of like... I think you were 69% there. No. Oh, God. I see. Oh, my
1: fucking God. God. All right. So, we're stopping this podcast now. This podcast is going to (laughs) cease to exist. Um, (laughs) I didn't mean to. Let's go on to the next fact. So, we're, we're pulling things from past works that these people were in, that these people did. And... Uh, the director Shane Black actually directed Iron Man 3 directed and wrote I believe. So in Iron Man 3 we hear something that we hear in this movie and it's he'll stop doing it doing what and then he so in this movie he pulls the guys the the bartender's head down and smacks it into the bar. Um, it was it's so funny remembering that from Iron Man 3 got some got some Marvel action going on in those movies.
0: Yeah, I mean. You got to have a little bit of Marvel. If you're going to have Robert Downey Jr. in the movie, you know you're getting a splash of Iron Man in there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: A little bit, a little even if it's just... Yeah, exactly. So in the movie, too, another connection, we've talked about it before. We've talked about it again and again and again. The Comedy Store yeah. is in this movie. And in it, in the background, you see that Tim Allen is featured on the Comedy Store sign. So he's, you know, on there as the noted comedian who's going to be performing that weekend. The movie is set in 1977. A year later, I didn't know this. I thought a Tim Allen is like a good, you know, I don't know. Oh, I don't you know didn't what know? idea I had. I had home improvement in mind, I yeah. think. And a year later, Tim Allen was arrested in Battle Creek International Airport for 1.43 pounds of cocaine. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Tim Allen's had his uh his cocaine struggles or it is quite a bit drug problems yeah
0: that's quite a bit but we won't hide no, no judgment here we have no judgment you know like, i do no, honestly, what you got to do i uh
1: i we mentioned mark marin earlier i was listening yeah. to the wtf podcast that had tim allen on it for a little bit and mm-hmm. it, he was talking about his struggles and honestly it's it's really interesting hearing so i suggest that yeah. podcast too
0: i'm i'm all for it good shout out yeah maybe he'll shout us out but <laughs> <laughs> come on the pod Mark. so yeah right um so for this role too last fact rolling into our favorites russell crowe put on some extra weight for this role um because you know he had a feeling that the character was really an enforcer and a thug and he wanted to play it up and be that stocky brawler type a guy who could really go in and kick your ass when needed you know because if he was thin and ripped yeah you're jacked but you know Everybody with that kind of build that he had in this movie Much more believable that they're going to kick your ass No question
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree And yeah, Yeah. rolling off into favorite characters I'll take Russell Crowe as my favorite character there Because Good call I mean, we don't really No one really knows someone like that probably That, you know, beats people up for money But he plays it so believably That you kind of You do believe that you know someone like that You're like, oh yeah, of course Yeah, (laughs) exactly
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with for mine. I got to go. We don't usually go chalk and yeah. I feel bad going chalk, but we got to chalk it up. We're going, I'm going Ryan Gosling as my favorite character in this
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to go chalk here because obviously the these are yeah. the two people in the movie. And also this isn't a really extensive cast. Like we have no. a very condensed character list here, which also I think makes the movie great. And I think that's yeah. when you, we, we always try to be creative. We try to, you know, think outside the box with these. But yeah. you you take these two characters, no doubt about it. Um, in terms of scenes, though, I think my favorite seed is actually after the protest, they get back, they get checked to see where this Amelia's boyfriend's house burned down. That Mm. whole scene, we have Chet, them (laughs) them talking to Chet, and then the the kid comes up in the bike. I'll mention that in a sec. Um, That is absolutely my favorite scene
0: yeah I think that that's one of them my my favorite scene I gotta go with the bowling alley bathroom when the door just keeps closing like nothing's going right he's got the newspaper cover in his junk like just that whole thing I think that whole sequence he's like you know there's a mirror here right when he tells him to turn around that I mean it couldn't have got better than that
1: no no (laughs) so I I said I was gonna go I was gonna talk about this stuff because both of my lines are actually from that scene and Mm -hmm. The the one line it's kind of from both. So, one of them asks Chet, "What do you do, Chet?" And he says, "I'm yeah. a projectionalist." They're talking about how he's he, they make uh, creative films, or uh, that he's saying that we, yeah. he's saying porn in a in a different yeah. way,
0: experimental films,
1: experimental films. Yeah. yeah. So he says he's a projectionalist. You think that he's talking about how he's a porn star, and you know, I'll let I'll let everyone finish my thought there Yep.
0: (laughs) i'm a projectionalist
1: and then we obviously we learn that he's actually runs the projector yeah that bit just comes about yeah
0: (laughs) for me i love the banter in this movie so much and it's uh between like one of the first instances of ryan gosling and russell Crowe that we get and it's the protest group and it's like how do you know she's here it's her protest group she started it what makes you think she's here? It's her protest group. Like, I get it, it's a protest group. You're going to say it again? I'll say it as much as I have to. I don't think you're understanding. It's her protest yeah. group. Like, she's here.
1: I love that whole bit of just, like, That's them also going like, back and forth. Yeah, it's early on in their character introduction, so we're learning how they're going to interact in this, like, professional relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my next one is from the kid that comes up on the bike. <laughs> but, it's very childish, but I think yeah. it's hilarious. He's to saying, like, yeah, they asked me to be in the movie. I have a big dick. <laughs> They're like, what? He's like, you guys want to see my dick? He said, like, nobody wants yeah. to see your dick, dude. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: nobody wants. I and mean, then I love the 20 bucks, I'll show you. And he's like, "Brian Gosling's like, we already paid you. To, what am I what, saying? What, I saying? What, what am I saying here? <laughs> I, my last one is... Um, and it could have gone so many ways so many ways but I gotta go with it's something about this that made me laugh it was when Russell Crowe's first kind of beating the shit out of Ryan Gosling and he's like I want to know one more thing he's like oh who who hired me and then he gives up his client and Russell Crowe's like you gave up your client he goes no I made a discretionary revelation
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I asked you one question you give up your client he's like no I love that whole discretionary thing discretionary revelations." fantastic yeah, yeah. You got an honorable mention?
0: I, I think the uh, you got to go with like when they're talking to the bartender about like guy with no balls, like gets his balls cut off yeah. and that whole thing. And then they go in the elevator. And Ryan Gosling so confidently just goes, Munich, a guy who doesn't have balls in Munich. <laughs> and Russell Crowe's like, Munich's a city in Germany, you know, Munchen. It's Munich, it's a city, in Germany. Yeah, Just like they did nothing else.
1: You don't ever get the actual word. It's just like, no, you're not right. You know what's so funny is that this is set in 77, obviously a few years before Game of Thrones came out. But if you watch Game yeah. of Thrones, you probably know the word eunuch from that.
0: that's what i yeah that's the only place i knew it from i gotta be honest like if i didn't watch game of thrones i would not know what eunuch is and i wouldn't have understood that joke
1: yeah and obviously this this movie came out in 2016 so it was at the height of when people knew what uh eunuch was because of game of thrones so that's that's why it works out in that bit um i'll give one honorable mention then we'll go on to over under here i'm excited um yeah i i just gotta give a shout out to the and stuff Stuff, so he's like trying to teach his daughter. It's like his one form of parenting where he's like, Don't say and stuff, he's trying to teach her yeah. good, uh, uh, you know, proper speaking. And he, we could really use that, by the way, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
0: proper speaking, yeah,
1: dad. There's like whores here and stuff. He goes, Sweetheart, mm. don't say and stuff, just say there are whores here. But <laughs> then it, she's watching, uh, when she's watching porn with the, the actress in that room. She's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone was doing anal and stuff. She says, "Don't say and stuff. Just say they're doing anal." <laughs> exactly. Uh, I love that. Yeah, that's, so good. That's our favorite. Fantastic movie. We we hope everyone really enjoyed it because I think that if you were to actually watch it, you would like it.
0: Yeah, I loved it. I can't say enough about it, but I think I just did. And yeah. I mean, you'll come away from it happy that you you watched it. I think you should give it a shot. I think it didn't get enough at the time, but you know, it's made up for it since then. And I, I think the streaming revolution really helps movies that didn't get their shot in the box office. Yeah. And just gives them a second birth.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that's and what's I,
0: happening here.
1: Prime example. Prime example. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Over Under.
0: All right. I, <laughs> okay. So you gotta, you gotta think. This is the first segment. You know, next one. If we do a next one, I'm gonna have a lot more time to have you know, these great ideas Sure. But this one, I think I came up with some good ones There's a so, lot of them Let's run through them I want one well, or two sentences l- Want One or two one sentences or two. One okay. or two sentences with the rationale I'll give you like a little bit of leeway Because there's, there's a few of them But okay. I, I, you know, I want some, want some insight We can also cut it me. short
1: too But Exactly,
0: so yeah. we'll see Okay, ready? I'm going to run through them Alright, free trials over underrated Free trials? Yeah
1: Oh, oh! So free free trials trials are actually underrated for the companies because whenever I sign up for a free trial, I know for a fact I am not going to remember to cancel it. So they at least get one month payment out of me. So I get that first month free, and then I, you know, just they get a month payment out of me. It's it's great for them, terribly Mm -hmm. overrated for me. Yeah. (laughs) All right, fractions. Fractions are a sham. That's something that no one would ever need to know at past the age of third or whatever you were in third grade. Like, it, it sure, it's useful knowledge. It builds knowledge, whatever. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought of a fraction in probably 13 years. I agree. I mean, lobster, next one. Lobster, I believe, is rated exactly where it should be. Depends how healthy you're trying to be because, you know, you got to put butter on it. You got to put butter yeah. on that lobster. If you're trying to be healthy, it goes out the window. Good, you know, Mm -hmm. you you get your protein because it's technically fish or shellfish, but Mm -hmm. too much butter, not for me. Wearing a watch, wearing a watch, I don't like. I'm not a watch guy. I think that when you are a watch guy, that's fine, and I I think a lot of girls wear watches. Uh, Fitness fitness watches are one thing. I used to wear uh, a fitness tracker and then just kind of stopped. I think that Mm -hmm. they're two extremely different things, though. When you see someone wearing a a fitness tracker and you see someone wearing a watch, those are two different statements being made. And a lot of the time, if there is a guy wearing a non-fitness tracker watch, he probably Mm -hmm. has a lot of cologne on. And I don't really (laughs) want to be around him. That's that's just... uh, Not that I don't want to be around him. Just that I know I probably won't relate too much to him. Absolutely. Road trips. Love road trips. Get get those podcasts on. I like driving a lot. Um, I I like being alone with my own thoughts, I think. Mm-hmm. And I also like just listening to things. So I've done quite a few road trips in my life. Again, you got to watch out on road trips because it's very hard to eat healthy. So if you're doing them a lot, you got to figure <laughs> something out. But you know, sometimes you can indulge. Go get some gas station okay. food. It's good for you. It's, it's good for a nice little break
0: okay the new ass plush movie theaters the new what new movie theaters with like the recliner seats and shit over or underrated you know what okay i are we talking food and stuff no we're just talking like the experience go into it let's oh, get let no. i want to see
1: where you what you're thinking i'm so down overrated. with reclining i'm so down with reclining but Do you I'm, think it's overrated no we're underrated I think it's underrated because I don't think that you can put a value on being able to completely kick back and watch a movie. I yeah. also do like the uh you know, the food and the beer. I like I like being able to enjoy a nice beer, maybe have a snack, kick back and just watch a movie. I, I think I've, that that's a fact. I think you take all the benefits from watching it alone and then you take mm-hmm. all the benefits of having a shared experience with someone, and you mix that together, that cannot be overrated. Okay. Um, the smell of Home Depot. The smell of Home Depot is overrated. I think that... Wow, that's a statement and a half. I think that a lot of people play it up too much. I think it just you know has a smell. Go outside. Smell a damn tree. <laughs> okay? Stop going into Home Depot to get smells. You're talking Subway? Subway, too specific yeah. of a smell. Too specific of a smell. For whatever reason, video rental companies used to have a smell. Like mm-hmm. you remember when that was a thing, you would go rent DVDs. Yeah. Oh, smelled it smelled
0: always ca- did.
1: Yeah. I, I don't like that smell. Like the smell of a blockbuster. Ugh.
0: Yeah, it's kind of disgusting.
1: This one I radio mean, shack in my uh hometown mall used to smell literally like rat piss. I've never smelled yeah. a specific rat that pee or like a pee from a rat. I just okay. know that it was rat pee in that one. It smelled yeah. bad.
0: Oh, it's I mean that sounds horrifying. Yeah, it was. All right, I'm gonna give you, <laughs> I'm gonna give you one more, and then we'll be, we'll be moving on. Okay. All right, are you or ready app for app. it? Yeah. Wet wipes.
1: Oh, are you talking? Wait, like wet wipes on your butt? Yeah, like wet wipes. You know what? I've never used them, but I'm gonna say underrated. I kind of want to use them. It just <laughs> feels nice. I bet it feels nice. You know what's actually what I bet is underrated right now is what? all this well. There is a company that I actually hope can advertise with us so we can get one for free. But uh, uh like the the portable <laughs> the bidets. Yeah, oh, I could rock yeah. with a bidet. And I I don't know why people Have you never tried one? No, never tried a bidet. Never tried oh, a... it. There, there hasn't been anything wet on my butthole to this date in my life. And I want it's wet things on my butthole.
0: That's clip it.
1: It's <laughs> clip magical. It. Cla- Honestly,
0: like I got to say a bidet is... It's like a luxury. It's I understand why it's luxury now. Yeah, like and why you can have it
1: in your house, and I don't know why people yeah. aren't doing that. People should be doing that. My my fiance is in the other room. Hey, we're, we're getting a bidet. Uh, she might. Uh, yeah.
0: Congrats <laughs> on the marriage, bro. But <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, okay. So this was our first round of this. Give me some slack for the options here, okay? Give me a little, you know, if you didn't think the options were up to par with what you want want the segment to be give me a few suggestions what do you want to hear like we can end. we'll we'll go back and forth on these can think of some for me yeah i'll think of some for him and we definitely want some audience suggestions too yes if you have anything that you think is highly underrated or overrated let us know
1: let us know by leaving us a five-star review with (laughs) what that is uh, also, you can DM us. You can email us at sincerelyunqualifiedgmail.com. At We're always open to feedback. We're always open mm-hmm. to movie suggestions, now over underrated suggestions. Tell us what you think. Yep. Help, help us interact with you. Please keep interacting with our stuff on social. Like, rate, subscribe. Do all mm-hmm. that good stuff. We love it. So thank you for listening. Thank you. We'll get to Horrible Bosses 1 and 2 next week. Until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Winnie. We'll see you at the next episode. Don't say end some. End stuff. Oh, yeah, you messed that up.
0: Fuck. Can I redo it? All right. I'm still recording. I'm still recording. I'm just going to say, don't say end stuff. Wait, I'm going to do it one more time. Don't say end stuff. There we go. I just say, don't say end fucking bitch.